You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode where I'm going to be answering questions from one of my coaching students, someone who's in the Trip Advice coaching program. And basically, what I do is every time I do a coaching call. Part of the call is you get to ask me questions depending on what's going on with your dating life or anything that's going on specifically with a girl. One of my clients came to me and he said, okay, because we, we just started working together. He goes, okay, I, I have this long list of questions. Can you please answer them for me? And I said, yeah, of course. So a lot of our coaching call was just answering some of these questions before going over his approaches and what's going on with online dating. So what I decided to do was share the questions here. And of course, I keep all my clients 100% confidential, so none of this at all will or could come back to who this person is. They're pretty general questions, but also interesting ones. And I thought, you know what? Let's just bring them also onto the podcast. So this would be my second time answering them because I've already answered them for him. And I wanted to answer them for you here, like I said. So should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, and by the way, I should mention too, these questions, they are all different types of questions. So there's not necessarily a general theme to it. They're kind of all over the place, but that's what I think kind of makes it fun. So let's just go in. Let's do it. Number one. What is the ideal date length for a date that results in sex? Two hours, four hours, six hours? I said, okay, the ideal date length, you can really, it can happen at any time, but obviously the more time, the better. It's going to take more time to connect, build rapport, and get her more attracted and invested in you. Remember, men are like a light switch. Women are like a dial. That means that men get turned on faster where a woman, it needs a little bit of time. Okay, so that's what you got to remember here is it's going to take a little bit more time. So I don't think that there is a necessarily ideal length of a date, but if you're going to have one that results in sex, it's going to have to be where there is a place where you can have sex, which is going to be back at your place. So I would say that might take anywhere from two to three hours if you guys haven't started at your place yet. If you started at dinner or drinks or an activity, that's probably going to go two to three hours. And then you might go back to your place, or I should say that would be the place to do it. And then maybe from there, it's going to be another hour. So the big answer is it just takes as long as it needs to. But if I had to put a time into it, we're going to say anywhere from three to five hours. But think about it in the way where it's more about connecting, building attraction, and then getting to a place where it can actually happen. Go to the second question. Let's say you meet a girl at a party. How much time do you typically interact before going for the makeout? So this this was a very interesting question. I've never gotten that question before. And what you need to remember is that when it comes to socializing at a party, it's not about the time that it takes. It's more about getting her isolated. You can't be at a party 
and just be making out with her in front of all these people necessarily. Yes, it can totally happen, but your chances are lower. So you need to be somewhere where it could happen. And it depends where the party is. If it's like an apartment or a condo or a home, you might want to go outside somewhere. You just want to be somewhere where you're a little bit more away from people to increase the chances of that actually happening. So you're going to want to make sure that you do that. How much time does that take? It could take 30 minutes. It depends. I also said, this isn't going to happen if you're at a party with 10 people. It's just very rare. If it's an intimate gathering with just a few people, that's probably not the place where you're going to want to do a makeout. And I said, by the way, you don't need to do a makeout. You just need to connect with the person at the party, get their number, and that's all you need to do. Making out is not something you have to do. Now, if it's something you really want to do, that would be the answer. Getting them isolated, taking them somewhere else where you guys can have a conversation. Maybe it's loud inside, you guys go outside, but you don't need to do it. Question number three. Again, in a party setting, what percent of the conversation is fun and joking and laughing? And what percent is boring, normal, get-to-know-you conversation before you go for a kiss? So, no matter what, before you go for a kiss or not go for a kiss, whether you're on a date, whatever the situation may be, think about it like this. Conversation should be 60-40 in your favor. That means 60% of the time, you are the one who is conversing and talking, okay? So first, you got to think about it that way. Then you got to think about what is the percent of conversation fun joking versus boring normal? I wouldn't even say boring normal. That's, that was his question. But it's not about boring normal. It's just more get to know you. It's more connection. So let's say what's the different, what's the breakdown of percentage of fun and joking versus get to know you? I would say somewhere around 50%. Okay. So half the time you're having fun, you're teasing, you're joking. The other half is more get to know you. I might even throw in to 60 to 70% more boring and normal conversation. Again, hating using the word boring. It's more again, get to know you. And there's nothing wrong with that because I, I told my client, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So if you're talking to her about something that would be considered boring and you're doing it in a very shy way versus giving really good eye contact, sounding excited about something and making sure that you're talking in a downward tonality, that is going to make the conversation a little more interesting, even though the topic might be considered technically boring. All right, let's go to number four. Are you always at a high point in the conversation before the kiss? Or is it normal to go from boring, normal conversation and go for a kiss? I would say it doesn't matter. You only want, you want to go for the kiss when you guys are talking to each other and you feel that there is a connection and there's some rapport there. Another thing, a little bit more advanced, is this idea of compliance. So I wouldn't go for a kiss when you first meet a girl until you've gotten a few bits of compliance. She's complied to some of your requests. Going back to what I said earlier about isolating, if she agrees to come and move with you to a new location in the venue that you met her at, or maybe you go for a flirty touch and she doesn't back off, this is some signs of compliance, which means that you guys have built a connection. 
which makes it a little bit more comfortable to go for the kiss. So don't think about it in terms of should you do it at a high point in conversation or boring normal. You can do it any in, in the point of any conversation as long as you've built that compliance, you've not built the compliance, but you have compliance from her through various tiny aspects. Also, related to compliance, not the same thing, qualifying. If she's qualifying, right? So if she's trying to show you that she's cool, if she's trying to show off to you, trying to qualify herself to you, say things to you like, oh yeah, no, I, I also like to go to the movies because you just said you like to go to the movies or she's agreeable with you. These are just signs that she's qualifying herself to you, which are more signs of interest, which make it a little bit easier to go for the kiss. Let's go to number five. For a typical date that results in sex, what percent of the conversation is fun joking and laughing and what percent is boring slash normal to get to, get to know you conversation? So I have a similar answer here, right? Same idea. About 60% to 70% is going to be get to know you conversation and the other is joking around. Doesn't matter what, whether the date results in sex, doesn't matter. This is all the conversations you're going to have. So a little bit of fun and games, but not too much because you don't want to be the dancing monkey who's just like a funny guy and not someone she can connect with and get on a serious level with. I say the problem is, is most guys are actually overwhelmingly jokey and funny. I think that guys are trying too hard to get to that point in the conversation. And you got to be careful with that because I don't want you to end up in the friend zone. That's where things can get pretty rough. Number six, for a good date that results in sex, what is the rough percentage of who is doing how much of the talking, girl does more talking, or the guy does more talking? Again, 60-40. You should be doing 60% of the conversation. Number seven, I was eating a girl out a bit at a party. How long should I eat her out before stopping if she isn't coming? If she isn't having an orgasm, I don't think I would go more than 15 minutes. And 15 minutes is a very long time. If anything, if you're eating a girl out at a party, which is crazy, I don't, he's not in college, by the way. I'll just say that much. He's not in college. You should probably be trying to go for more. I mean, if you're already at the point where her pants are off and you are eating her out, why wouldn't you just try to have sex and ask her if she wants to have sex? So treat it more as foreplay than it is trying to get to the end result. That's what I would say. That's what I would do. Number eight, I tend to comment a lot, but I'm not really the type to tell full-on stories. I either comment on their stories or surroundings. Is that a problem? My memory is just not great. Not due to drugs, just always have a shitty memory. So I told him that's not the, a big issue. It's really not a big issue. You don't have to be a storyteller. However, you should be good at telling the stories that you do tell. I don't think it's always about trying to come up with stories and being a person who's always telling the stories, but focus more on being good at telling the stories that are good stories that you might have. Throwing some suspense in there, meaning there should be a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's how every great story is. Stories that are not good stories, and I've, I've been in so many situations where like you, you tell a story, maybe it's the first time you've ever told a story and you think it's a good story, but then you realize there's not really an ending to it. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. 
And then you almost admit, you're like, that wasn't a good story. And then there's a nice little laugh. But every good story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So there's a setup to what the situation was, then the meat of the story, which is the middle, and then the resolve, what happens at the end. What did you learn? What was the climax? What crazy thing happened? What are you going to learn from this that you won't do next time or that you will do next time? What was funny about it? That's also the ending of it, okay? Maybe it's something you didn't expect to happen. Maybe it was a story of, I don't know, something that you were traveling and you got in an Uber and the Uber was taking the wrong way and then you thought you were going to get kidnapped or whatever. There's just got to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, whatever it is. So make sure you're focusing more on the quality of the story than trying to just tell a bunch of stories and be a storyteller, if that makes sense. All right, let's go to the next one. How logical versus emotional is a decision to have sex? My expectation has always been that this is, that it's this emotional whirlwind that ends up naturally in making out to sex. But let's say a girl says yes to come to your bedroom and watch something. How do you escalate? Do you ask if she wants to have sex? Logic. Do you learn over, do you lean, I think he meant lean over. Do you lean over randomly mid movie? Logic. Do you need to be laughing your asses off chatting about the movie and you suddenly go for it? Emotional. So this is, this is a, a good question. Sex is always an emotional decision. I mean, most of the time it's an emotional decision. You know, it's for a woman, it's not like I'm going to go to a, go on the date and have sex. I guess sometimes it is like they might want it, but in the moment, it's not a logical decision. It's an emotional decision. You are deciding in that moment based on emotions, which is usually you being attracted and turned on and horny to then want to have sex. So for a woman, it is a emo, it is an emotional decision. So you're asking, how do you escalate? Well, escalation is a technically a logical sequence, but the whole idea of escalating is to build up the emotion to turn her on to then get her in the mood to want to have sex with you. So, and this is what I said to him. I said, listen, you're asking the wrong question. You're saying, what do I do when I bring a girl back to my bedroom and, you know, we watch a movie? Well, that shouldn't, and this is what I said. I said, that's not the thing you should be doing. If you are interested in having sex with a girl, you don't bring her back to watch a movie. You don't invite a girl over to watch a movie. In fact, everyone listening, stop inviting women over to watch movies. Exception is you guys have already had sex and it's like, you know, whatever, date six plus. And then you might say, yeah, come over, make dinner, watch a movie. But of course, you know, in the middle of that, you guys might end up hooking up and whatever. But if we're talking about the very first time, there's no movies on the table. I will not watch a movie, go to a movie, go to a concert, any of those things if I haven't had sex with her yet. Why? Because I want to connect with her. And if we're watching a movie, we can't connect. We're, we're just watching a movie. If we're at an event and watching something, we can't connect. We're just watching something. So I don't want to connect with the event. I want to connect with her. So I will bring her over and invite her over to have some wine, to eat some dinner, do something that we're doing together that still allows us to connect. And then from there, you can go for the kiss, and then that can escalate physically to sex. And so that is the escalation process. And yes, it's all emotional. Number 10. 
How do you booty call someone? Sounds like a logical agreement to fuck. Is it really just, hey, want to come over Thursday night for question mark? So how do you booty call someone? You just invite, I mean, almost the same answer as before. You just invite them over. You're not going to say, hey, come over, let's bang. And the reason why is because a woman doesn't ever want to feel like a slut. She wants to make it feel like it just kind of happened. So I would try not to go the sexting route. Again, this is exception if you guys have already banged a bunch and, and you know, it's like the 15th time you've seen each other and then you could be like, maybe you're sexting her and she comes over or whatever. But we're talking about in the very beginning, like you haven't really hooked up with her or maybe you've hooked up with her a couple of times. Just invite her over to hang out. I would just, and this is what I said to him. I said, just say, hey, come over Thursday, let's hang. You both know what's up, but it's better not to be so overt about it because you don't want to make her feel like she's being used, like she's an object. Okay, so let's stay away from that. Number 11, if I want more sexual experience, should I put looking for something casual on dating apps? So you don't want to do that because you're going to filter out a lot of women that's just unnecessary. A lot of women might say they're looking for a relationship on their profile or might not say anything at all, but will still be interested in something casual. And so if you put that on there, like, oh, I'm looking for something casual, you're just coming off more like a fuck boy, like someone who's not serious, like you're just looking for a vagina to put your penis in. And that's still not going to be attractive to a woman. So even if they're looking for something casual, they don't want to know that either. So it's better that you just leave that out. If, you're not, if you don't want a relationship, don't put I'm looking for something casual. It's not going to have the same effect that it might for you. Remember, men and women think differently when it comes to sex and hooking up. It's not the same thing. Like you're not going to necessarily, if you're looking for something casual and you see a girl's profile, she says looking for something casual, you'll be like, oh, great. This is going to work out. When a woman sees that, that's not what she sees. She sees a guy who's more douchey, even if you're not being a douche or a douche yourself, you're still going to come off that way. So I would not, I would leave that out and then filter on the dates. Next, all girls who like me on Tinder, et cetera, are pretty unattractive. Can you help me fix that? So then we started going into his profile and I said, the reason why they're unattractive is because you don't have the best profile pictures. And then I was right. We looked through his profile pictures. We saw just pictures that were just, you know, selfies didn't look great. Too many pictures of him with friends. So it's hard to tell who it was. Too many, too many pictures with his shirt off, which just doesn't help. Sometimes it does, but it just, you have too many of those. Doesn't make you look good. The only exception is if you have your shirt off, but you're doing something that you're working out. It is a passion of yours. You're playing volleyball and your shirt's off. Different story. If you have a good body, I would do that kind of picture right? But not just a picture of a selfie with you with your shirt off. It's like a little try hard. Seems a little desperate. So we helped him pick out photos and also we're going to help him get new photos with a, with a photographer. Okay. Number 14, been struggling the cold approach on the street. If girls are wearing masks, any ideas? So if you all are, are still listening to this during COVID times, wear a mask, you can still approach in a mask. Okay. I have my clients do it all the time. They're approaching women in masks and it's totally fine. I mean, meaning it works. People are used to having conversation in masks now. It's not weird anymore. It's not weird anymore to go up to a girl in a mask and it's like, oh my God, we're both talking masks. Like we are used to this. This is part of everyday normal at this point. In the beginning of COVID, it'd probably been a little strange, 
I would have told you to do it anyway. But yeah, that's what you do. You just go in a mask and do your approach. Damn, these are some great questions. These are some great questions. I want to see if there's anything else I want to touch up on here. So yeah, back to kissing and sex. Don't overthink it. Okay, don't overthink it. And I wish I told my client this. I'll, I'll tell them on our next call. These questions are, I can tell it's overthinking questions, overanalysis. I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm just saying that in terms of to help you. Let's not overanalyze. Let's simplify. Let's make this simple. Don't worry about timing. Don't worry about, about percentages of this and that. I mean, I know I, I answered all those questions, but I want to make this easy for you. Just think about it this way. You go out. You meet a woman, you talk to her. I gave you the few tips, good eye contact, downward tonality, meaning the inflection of your voice goes down in the end, like I'm talking right now. And you are making sure you're in front of her. So you're not like to the side of her, like having a 45 degree angle conversation. You're making some jokes every once in a while. You're having fun. You're loose. You're relaxed. You talk for 15, 30 minutes. If you guys end up outside, go for a kiss. Or if you go somewhere where you guys can actually have a kiss. Okay. It happens. Great. If not, you grab her number. You take her on a date. When you're on the date, same thing. Have a few laughs, talk, get to know her, have a good time. Or I should say, you should be making sure that she's telling you the things that you're interested in, getting to know her in a way where you're trying to see if she's a good match for you. You get her back to your place and you guys end up kissing some more and you have sex. I'm being very generalized here. But I want to make it generalized for you because if I go into deeper nuances, that can sometimes mess you up in the head and it can really prevent you from, from taking action because you're overanalyzing and you're trying too hard and you're thinking too much. So I would say just focus on the few things, <sighs> breathe, relax, try to enjoy your time. That's like my number one tip for dates and meeting women. Enjoy your time. That's the E in, in TED, my TED formula. Tension, entertainment, dominance, tension, building tension through some of the examples I just said. Entertainment, enjoying yourself. And D, dominance, you're leading the interaction, getting her, getting her number, asking her out, going for the kiss, escalating to sex, your job, right? So you're doing all that stuff. So that's it. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to be focused on. While we're at it and answering questions, I thought I would go to my Q&A list. So I know that I just answered questions from one of my current clients, but I know you guys also email me in questions and I don't want to get too behind. So I'm going to go ahead and answer one right now. Of course, if you need help and you want to ask me a question, it's easy. Email me trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line podcast question, and I will answer it here on the podcast like I'm about to do right now. This is from Matthew. He says, hey, Trip, great tips. Thanks. Here's my situation. I'm currently 31. When I was in college 10 to 12 years ago, I was pretty much as close with this girl as any two people could be without the romantic aspect being there. Even from the first moment I met her, I felt this was the girl for me. I still remember the very first time I saw her. Oof, we, uh, we're going to have some trouble here. I, I'm, I'm sensing one-itis. Let's continue. At the start of our junior year, she had started to become more flirty, affectionate, touchy-feely, and she was referring to me and her best girlfriend as her two favorite people in the world, but still no romantic aspect whatsoever. 
One afternoon, she sat down on my bed and gently woke me up saying, baby, I'm here. I rolled over and looked up at her and thought to myself, that this is the girl I want to marry and spend the rest of my life with. Not long after that, she started dating someone, which made me miserable. It just didn't make any sense to me why she would always act that way towards me, but show no interest in me in that way. I'm now 31, have had multiple relationships over the years, but have not yet found a girl who makes me feel the way she used to. I truly feel there's a reason for both for us both still being single and not having moved on to start lives elsewhere. I know in my bones that she's the woman I'm supposed to spend my life with. We haven't seen each other in years, but I've recently been in touch with her because I very much want to see her again, to which she said she'll let me know, in quotes, because she's busy all the time. What can I do to get her back in my life and try to get to the core of how she really feels? Thanks, man, Matthew. Okay, well, Matthew, I, I gotta give you a lot of tough love here. First of all, this is not good. The fact that you are putting her so high on a pedestal that not even the tallest man in the world would ever be able to reach it. That's how high you put this woman on a pedestal from someone from over 10 years ago. You don't even know who, you know how, think about how different you are now than you were in college. Probably the same thing. You're holding on to a woman based on how you felt about her when you didn't have the most important quality that one should look for in a woman, which is what I always say here on the podcast, which is that she likes you. So she didn't like you. We'll dive a little bit more into that. And you're holding on to this woman that you have pedestalized and you have no idea who she is today. This is the this is the thing. It's like you are, you know, it says you, you, you say in quotes, I know in my bones that she is the woman I'm supposed to spend my life with. I appreciate your romanticism, but it's not going to be good in the real world here to get you far because you don't know who she is anymore. She is someone who's probably completely different. Yeah, maybe she looks the same and has some same personality traits, but we grow, we change a lot from our past, especially from 10 years ago. So my first tip here is do not pedestal, well, don't pedestalize any woman, but especially not someone you haven't seen in a while. Also, the fact that she's saying she'll let you know, this blows my mind that you still want to see a girl. Again, not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to help you. But really, it blows my mind here that you haven't seen each other in years. You've been in touch. And she's still saying she'll let you know because she's busy. So you are really, really, which is not a bad thing, actually. But you're starting from scratch here. So just understand that. That she is uh, has no attraction, interest in you whatsoever. The fact that you haven't seen each other for years, you know, usually that'd be You'd be pretty excited about that, right? Like, even though you're busy, you make time. Trust me, girls make time. And it doesn't sound like she's she has kids or anything. And you don't have kids. Trust me, you have time. You'll make the time. So I just need to warn you about this. Do not pedestalize a woman that never was attracted to you. And also remember that once a woman sees you as a beta male, it's very hard for her to see you as an alpha. What I'm trying to say here is your behavior is what makes a woman really attracted to you. So if your behavior before was that of not an alpha, which it probably sounds like you were in the friend zone, you weren't making any moves, you were just kind of hanging out with her, letting things happen, probably trying to let her make moves, which of course doesn't work. And so now you have to somehow convince or persuade her that you are no longer that guy, which is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you're you're really starting from ground zero. Actually, I'll take back what I said earlier. I said that it couldn't be a bad thing. You're not actually at ground zero. 
You're, you're negative. You're in the negatives right now. Negative attraction. That's because she's going to remember that you guys were friends and she's going to remember who you were. And she's not going to be thinking logically. Well, maybe he's changed. She doesn't care. You're just someone who she was friends with in college. You have to understand that that's the big point here. She was friends with you in college. She has no idea that you liked her. Okay. She said that, that listen to this. This is your words. She was referring to me and her best girlfriend as her two favorite people in the world. That is just friend zone to the fullest. Okay, I'll stop with my tough love. I know that you, you want some advice and you want to know what to do. So you said, what can I do to get her back in my life and try to get to the core of how she really feels? You don't need to know how she really feels. Understand that you know how she feels. She's not attracted to you right now. What can you do? You're gonna have to use the TED system that I always talk about, tension, entertainment, and dominance, and show her that you are no longer that guy anymore. And you're not going to tell her this. You're going to show her this. Words don't do much. Behavior does everything. It's not the way, it's not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, is what I like to say to you. So behavior, behavior, behavior is the most important. Of course, looks do matter, but only to a degree, because personality is really hard to fake. So you got to make sure that you have the personality there, because it is so much of a, a bigger factor. So Matthew Here's the deal. I don't know if you'll ever get this girl out again, but if she does let you know ever, then what I would do is you meet up with her. Tension, good eye contact, make sure that you're talking in downward tonality like I'm doing right now, right? Everything goes down in inflection, not up like this. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Hi. Oh my God. Hi. Right? She wants a man. So make sure that you are also letting her know that your life is awesome. Okay, no complaints, no, like I'm still single or, oh, uh, you know, uh, my 20s were hard or no, your life is awesome. I mean, hopefully it is. I don't want you to lie to her, but everything should be positive. You're on an upward track. You have passions. You have a great career. You love life. You have friends. You have a social circle. You're successful. All these things need to be conveyed to her. You got to be positive and awesome. And here's what I recommend. Talk a little bit about college, but not too much. You know, I know that's going to be one easy thing to reminisce on, but try to focus more on the present and what's been going on the past few years in college. We don't, we don't want to remind her too much of how friend zoned you were. And listen, man, like the theme says, I want you to be going for a kiss at the end of this. Yes, you will. You will do that. You will go for a kiss. You need to escape the friend zone as fast as possible. You know, you can even say this to her. You can even say it's a little flirty way towards the end of the date, maybe after you've had a drink or two, just say to her, you know, I got to admit, I did have the biggest crush on you in college. Just so when you do go for the kiss, it's not going to be so weird. However, let's see how she reacts to that, right? And also, if she's dating someone right now, you, you can't do it. So I'm giving you all this advice and deep down I'm cringing because I, I fucking hate this advice. I really do. I hate this advice. Not because of the quality of the advice, but because I don't like giving advice on, on what you should do with that one specific girl because it's so calculated that it's almost ridiculous. Like things are, there's a bigger problem here than this girl, Matthew. Like you need to get over someone who you don't even know, stop pedestalizing women, and you need to be turning yourself into a man who's super attractive. The fact that you're 31 and you've had multiple relationships, that's great, but you need to be going on lots of dates and practicing you know, how to be the most attractive version of yourself possible and stop living in the past. So Matthew, my 
first piece of advice for you to follow is I actually hope you don't contact this girl again. Like, I think you should drop her right now. And if she's interested, she'll reach back out. Two, if you guys end up meeting up, Ted, be, be as attractive as possible. Display your personality. Do your best. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And understand that there are so many more women out there than this one from the past. I hope that helps. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, taking some of my advice, even though I know sometimes that can be a little harsh, but I'm sure it's not too bad. If you need help, you need coaching, you want me to guide you, make sure that you don't ever end up in the friend zone. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today to work with me one-on-one. I would love to work with you. If you need help with approaching women, practicing the TED formula so you can be your most attractive self, and also getting more dates online and getting rid of any sort of anxiety you have over dating, I will help you. I will make sure that you succeed and this is no longer a problem in your life coachedbytrip.com. Go to it now. Talk to you soon. Oh, and I should mention this, and I'll mention it uh, a few more times. Follow me on TikTok because I started a TikTok and I'm on it and it's uh, got some fun stuff. So if you're on TikTok, get on there. Check me out. Check out some videos and I'll talk to you on the next episode.